Welcome back to the You, Me, and D podcast, your unfiltered dish on all things Disney parks and entertainment. Hey, I'm Matthew Erickson. And I'm Matthew Bacuzzi, aka Koozie. And you're listening to episode number 13, Never Again, <laughs> our one and dones of Walt Disney World. That's right, folks. As much as we love all aspects of Walt Disney World, there are some things we've tried once and don't plan on doing twice. <laughs> that is, of course, until some needed revisions are made. So join us for what some may call a mini episode as we take you through eight rides and attractions at Walt Disney World that have been placed on our no-fly list. And whether or not this list is mutually agreed upon. So sit back and relax (laughs) because another episode of the You, Me, and D podcast starts right now. One and done. One and done. One and done. (laughs) I'm done. <laughs> I feel like it's such a dramatic episode. Like Dramatic? Yeah, like I feel like we might lose some listeners. Oh my goodness. I or feel we like, might gain some. I think we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of agreement <laughs> and a lot of disagreement, but that's okay. And that's the whole point. And at the end of the day, it's not to say it's like all in good fun, but it's like we love Walt Disney World. But there are some things that we've done once. We can check it off our list. And as you said, never do it again. I think the caveat that also goes without saying is that we don't have any kids. So if this is like a kid favorite, totally keep the vibes and keep doing it. Just not something that we are prescribed to. Yes, we have the privilege of being able to have a wider variety of rides we can say no to yes <laughs> and it's a nice feeling i will say i mean and I'm, I'm also getting super excited because upcoming is another one of our one-on-one trips yeah i Just know you and me and d speaking of a one and done i mean for a different meeting oh. <laughs> a meaning of be- being kind of a a quicker visit yeah so why are we going why are we going to Disney. Disney. Oh, this February. Um, because apparently we can't resist going to Florida without going to Disney. <laughs> we can't let uh, what is it? An opportunity. A month and a half pass. <laughs> no, we are going to visit my mother and my stepfather, um, who have become snowbirds, winter birds, snowbirds, snowbirds, snowbirds. Yeah. Uh, they became them last year for the first time, and so this is our their second time in their lovely home in North Fort Myers. And so we have made it our, I almost said destiny, but duty, our duty, our goal, made it our promise to ourselves to ensure that we go down there for a week every year uh, because it's a great spot and it's free, (laughs) except for the flights. And for our listeners who are not from New England or may not know the term snowbird, Mm. what the heck does that mean, Bakuzi? It just means that um, <laughs> typical retired folk from the New England just hate the snow and just want to go soak up the sun um, in the wintertime and not deal with shoveling and plows and potholes, which I totally get. And I feel like the majority of those of those people, <laughs> of people of a certain age who want to retire and go to the warmth, mm-hmm. usually around our area, go to Florida. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the country club my parents belong to, it's a basically like a split down the middle of Midwesterners and people from New England slash Boston, mm. which is kind of funny. That's true. I'm trying to think of people that we met in the pool. Where was that teacher from? I feel I like think they she, were like Midwest or something. I think she was, yeah, I think they were from the Midwest somewhere. 
Whatever um, the Midwest even means. <laughs> yeah. Anything left of Boston proper. Actually, no, anything left of New York City, I'm like, that's out west. Well, technically, I think that is just like Pennsylvania, well, I guess Ohio, that would be mid- Missouri. That's all Midwest. Would it be Mid-East if it's closer? Anyways, the point being, <laughs> we are talking about our one and tons. But before that, you have some magical milestones, right? I do. Uh, let's... Uh... Get some magic, yeah, get into that magic. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. All right, Koozie's head is water. We're going to do some magical milestones. Kick it off. Got a little tickle tickle in the back of the throat here. It's important to stay hydrated. Yes. All right, so this episode is airing on February 7th, hopefully. (laughs) The fact it's already February blows my mind. Don't even talk to me about it. A lot of things happened on February 7th in Disney history. I have picked three of them to talk about. The first being the lovely year of 1812. Oh my god. I'm very intrigued. Which was the birthday of Charles Dickens, February 7th, 1812. Yeah, Charles Dickens was... was born. <laughs> um, and for those of you who may not know, uh, he was the creator and writer of A Christmas Carol, which... <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? This is... <laughs> I'm seeing where you're going with this. Where am I going with this? You're going to connect it to, like, is it a Mickey's Christmas Carol? Well, yeah, obviously. Oh, well, then, then <laughs> I knew you were where you were going with it. Well, okay, not just continue. that. I oh. was... Is that Disney actually... Um, adapted A Christmas Carol three times um, for the film or animation. Uh, But four, if you include A Muppet's Christmas Carol, which was uh, Jim Henson's company, production company, before Disney bought out Muppets in 2004. Was Muppet's Christmas Carol uh, released? Oh, way before. No, no, no. It was released in 1992, which was, was still Jim Henson's company. And then, but even G- though it was Jim Henson's company, did because Disney would release movies for other companies as well. Oh, it's possible. I'm curious that, if it's that, possible that it was released by Disney, but not produced by Disney. Yeah, I forget if on like the VHS tape that we. I mean, had. I looked on some pictures, and the cover art does say Disney. Oh, okay. However, Disney could have just done that. Yeah. Post two thousand four. Because sometimes it's like Walt Disney Pictures presents. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. That is very possible. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they did the three production-wise, which was the Mickey's animated version, one other one that I forgot to write down, <laughs> and the 2009 3D version with Jim Carrey. Oh, with Jim Carrey. Yeah. I feel like, did we start watching that and then we like, never finished so. it? I've never seen I kind of feel like the animation style was a little creepy. Yes. It was like well, giving it's, Polar it's supposed Express. supposed to be 3D. And it was, yeah, it was like Polar Express, Express slash Unfortunate Events or whatever that was yes, and that just freaked me out. <laughs> and I feel like it's one of those concepts where, oh crap, I'm forgetting the the title of it, but it's basically how far we as humans can suspend our disbelief. There's a phrase. Hold on, I have to get it. Ah, okay. So the phenomenon is called the uncanny valley. The and uncanny it, valley. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but the purpose or the the theory is that it describes an emotional response to an object's resemblance to a human. So, like too close. Think like Cats, the musical. Mm-hmm. It was like 
they weren't fully cats and the way they were animated, like the faces looked too close to humans. So it felt weird. Mm. And I feel like I got a similar vibe from the 3d Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. Like it was yeah, kind of felt too, too realistic where you almost want that layer of animation to kind of separate you. And you're like, this is a story. This is fake. This is a different right. world and not being too close to ours. I guess Does that makes sense. No, I, that, I, I, makes perfect sense and i feel like it's different from let's say like a video game like a playstation or xbox where they are now trying to make it super realistic but however it's they are humans you know people in these games are depicted as humans so if they are human and have those human qualities it's okay but if they're not if it's like a mixture they're not yeah. necessarily human i don't know but yeah. i get what you're saying yeah, it's like they had to figure, and I think that's what Disney has does, done so well with their animation style, and even mm-hmm. DreamWorks, mm-hmm. is that, you know, it's something where it's like, oh, there's big eyes, there's elements that make it feel closely related to animation without it being, you know, too mm-hmm. unrealistic. Okay, cool. That love being that. said. We love Christmas Carol. We may or may not watch the 2009 Christmas Carol. <laughs> In year. July. Yes. <laughs> Next up, it's we now just, oh, wait, so... Technically, if Charles Dickens was still alive today, he would be celebrating his 212th birthday. So That's wild. I know. Now we're going to just quickly zoom to 2001. <laughs> just a little hop, skip, and a jump here, uh, which actually is really cool to announce that technically on February 8th, 2001, so tomorrow of 2001, is when um, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me, California Adventure opened up. Really? Wait, yes. so how many years is that? 2001, so 23, 23? years. 23? Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, so, Which I guess we're in our 30s. So that's yeah. Crazy. But technically on February 7th, really like diehard Disney fans started lining up to camp out to enter the park. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Starting at like 5 p.m. Let's be real. If we had the opportunity to go to a new park, like when it opens, that would totally be us. Like we would be camping out. You would be camping out. In that, when have in, you ever in, slept in a tent? Regardless, uh-huh. <laughs> tent irrelevant. Mm-hmm. No, the, uh, but like you know, camping out like on I don't know. It's I different know. than in the woods. Well, <laughs> the well, point being, I actually to continue with you probably being okay to do this, although it was discouraged by Disneyland like officials. Um, they did provide them bathrooms they did the bathrooms are open oh, and that's they nice. had a, some food and beverage for sale for them uh, for sale <laughs> yes it was not for free it was for sale of course but yeah people lined up at like starting at 5 p.m to go and enter the park at 8 a.m the next morning wow california adventure is amazing so i get that. that and now an actual just a quick hop skip and a jump to 2003 oh, <laughs> which is my favorite one to talk about the lizzie mcguire episode bye bye hillridge junior high aired for the first time on disney channel sorry my husband over That's here crazy. is trying to incorporate video into our podcast trying segment and it's very distracting <laughs> i just put it down i put it down i just want oh, to get my a picture goodness. he's over here like trying to do selfies and time lapses time lapse and like put up his phone against his water bottle i wanted to get a picture of you in action uh-huh either Wait, that's way crazy so yes it hey, was i'm hillary duff and you're watching <laughs> disney channel <laughs> with the hand in the pocket no yes yeah, so season two it was season two episode 24 in lizzie mcguire's production order this was supposed to be the series finale 
this was supposed to be. This was production order episode 234. Um, Sorry, was this like the yearbook one? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever change. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> really? Or seriously? What was it? You're great. Don't ever change. Really? I think so. I mean it. You're great. Something. Don't ever change. No, but that was like oh. the whole point of the episode was that's what you say to people you don't really know that well. Yes. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. like Gordo wrote in Lizzie's like, you're great. Don't ever change. It was just like, like no, I mean seriously. it. Yeah. yeah. I forget exactly what it was. Please, if you remember make a quick dm or comment on our instagram but yeah i just love how i don't know what was up with disney channel but how they were able to just completely flip-flop around the the airing dates or the the what would you call that release order yeah air dates air dates in conjunction with the production order it's all over the place if you look on like wikipedia which you know it's wikipedia but it seems pretty accurate the production numbers are completely off from the um, air dates which i guess for this episode because the last couple episodes of the production character miranda or the actress laleen wasn't there for it so i think the network just didn't want to have the series finale be an episode where miranda miranda wasn't in it or Mm. something which Um, is even fun it's a funny concept with a network like the disney channel where you have like yes there there is a story arc but like you're never really watching these episodes in order like they're Mm-mm. totally random like maybe within the season or something yeah but then they immediately go into syndication which the funny thing is that in my mind i feel like lizzie mcguire was on for like four years or something well actually it kind of was because they spread out well so yes far. you're right right um like this 34 episode season was spread out over like a year or a year and a half or something Oh yeah, yeah, right, mm-hmm. exactly. Where where typically that would have been within six months or less, or like October through May or yes. September through May, which is the usual thing. Yep. Yeah, it's just so funny how on how like so on IMDb this episode, uh, Bye Bye Hillary Junior High, is the most top rated episode of the series, along tied with First Kiss, which was the season two episode one episode. However, that episode was like production order two hundred three, but it was aired first, which honestly was probably very smart in Disney's, right? Because I think people remembered that episode the most. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's when this episode aired, and we got to see the yearbook and all that jazz. <laughs> wow, I love that. I love reliving that type of stuff. Yeah, but there are some things that I don't want to relive. You and the the segways, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fault me? They come to me in the moment and I have to just follow it. Oh my goodness. It's like, you can't just like have a hard stop. There's gotta be a connection over here. They gotta know what's coming. Uh Uh-huh. You didn't stop it. I'm doing it right now. Okay, so how are we doing this shindig here? (laughs) So I put this, I put a list. There's eight of them Mm -hmm. that we've decided together yes uh, so there's no surprises here folks sorry <laughs> oh and you've ranked them i've ranked them in what i think i thought was like how would i put this not least to greatest but like like best to worst best to worst or, yeah or, yeah like worst to like n- hell no am i going on that again right like we might cheat on the first so, couple of yes. them and go back to it yes yeah i like that um, okay but let me know if you like disagree or would switch ones and put them in different order or something oh i'll let you know i'm sure you will though based on my first glance here it feels pretty accurate yeah though it is really funny to see a numbered list in reverse order 
on a document. Like it's actually throwing me for a loop. I know it's kind of cool though. Right? Like eight seven six five. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our least worst, <laughs> or a number eight. Our number eight is Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like, what? Why? That's crazy. That's a. That's a. Uh, well, I almost Blasphemy. said hallmark. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, it, it it the spaceship Earth can be hallmark to the Disney experience. It's a um, yeah, but there's a different word like, that I wanted to say, but I forget. It's fine. This is on the one and done list for right now. Until some renovations come about, we're okay not going on spaceship Earth again. Yeah, I uh, feel. Or if we were with a group of folks who really wanted to go on it, of course we would. Yeah, I feel like we're always really easy. Like if the group wants it, like we will do anything for that Mm -hmm. or if it's new people. But I think as individuals who've been on it a handful of times now, like we get it. And until there's like new things to um, make the experience (laughs) smoother, (laughs) the, the physical ride experience, like even if it stayed the same, like the animatronics, but just the ride vehicle was different. Thumbs up. Mm hmm. Right. But it has not really changed since the 80s, I don't think. No, and it feels that way. Right. You know, like even the people mover feels better than that. Right. And I think there's a different, like, I think we discussed that we like the vibe of like Tomorrowland and how it feels kind of like stuck in the 80s almost, like people mover, things of that nature. But at the same time, I feel like kind of cool to have that like kitschy, nostalgic vibe. Mm -hmm. I just think that like a new ride vehicle would do wonders. Yeah. I mean, if they could possibly do like a trackless ride, that'd be really cool trackless no like like ratatouille or rise of resistance I don't oh think yeah though in different layers it might be or yeah. different levels it might be but yeah yeah they can figure out just, something yeah. they're there's definitely they know what they're gonna do they've already have it in place it's just yes. the, they just gotta put it in motion and i think you know the distinction needs to be made as well like we are talking about the ride itself like we love spaceship earth oh yes. the exterior and mm-hmm. how it is the calling card of epcot it's the symbol and love it just oh yeah never riding that puppy again i think we can go continue with this list with the underlining that like if we were to go with friends we probably would say yes to some of these we'll let you know if this is a definite no or not yeah like like, you you all go i'll wait outside we'll go get a drink (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) or we'll just sit here yes Number seven, we have Figment's ride. Is there a name for that? Journey into Imagination with Figment. So I went on this for the first time during our December trip. Mm -hmm. was really great. I'm glad we experienced it. But the second I went on it, I was like, this needs to be updated. Like, they need to give Figment a better ride. Yeah. Like, almost, if they were to infuse it with the same energy of Mickey and Minnie's, runaway railway where it's like silly and chaotic but you're all well you're not learning anything in mickey and minnie's but no but you can still have a learning aspect right there can be the educational aspect with keeping it like a little bit more fun and goofy like figment is yes you know it was hard to like it was hard to grasp i don't want to say funness but the like the animation of figment because the ride was so outdated right um, I even think some of the senses didn't even work and I didn't even know what was happening. I think you're right. I think there was like one sense that didn't actually happen and you're mm-hmm. like, um, I'm confused. Yeah. I feel like there's things instead of just like completely skipping taste and touch, 
or something. Like, I feel like there's things you can do within the ride. Like, it's tough to be a bug. You know, you can have something like in the back of your seat where you're sitting and that like moves around. Oh, you. yeah, with the touch aspect. Yeah, with the totally. touch aspect. Taste is different. I do want kids like licking things. I get right. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think I'm good to never go on that again until there it's updated at some point however i we love the like the landscape of the building and the out outside of it especially with those water things the water yes oh yeah, yeah the land is really great yeah. and i will say there was a really great part in the ride where i'm kind of forgetting because i had only been on it once before when i was like a little little kid mm-hmm. and i think if you are a little kid like again you're able to like fill in the missing pieces here like with your own imagination mm-hmm. but as an adult you're kind of like all right like let's keep moving and there was one part that it did either like the lights flash or something and then like his no. whole world opens up and that was really cool. <clears throat> I wanted like more of that throughout the ride. Yes, but there's also a point when it did that with like the sight portion and it didn't make any sense or the colors right. didn't work. And yeah, it yeah. Didn't I think there's, you know, especially now that they brought Figment back into the parks, you know, it's time we give the character a little bit more uh, loving. Yes, I agree. Sorry, I was looking up. Oh, that's okay. Whether or not this guy who's part of the ride is passed away or not. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say. Also. Is he alive? He's, he's alive. Eric Idle is alive. The, like, professor type <clears throat> person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's from, like, or the scientist. Monty Pythons yeah. movies. So, number six? Number six is coming up here. Number six is a very specific number because it is Soren, but it's Soren over California. Mm-hmm. The actual normal Soren ride at Epcot, which is called the typical ride that's there, is Soren over Epcot. What did you say? No, Soren around the world. Soren around the world. Much prefer that one, especially when you're at Epcot. It felt very strange to watch Soren over California mm-hmm. while we were at Epcot. Mainly because it just didn't match. And then you end up at Disneyland and you're like, okay, I'm not Disneyland, I'm at Epcot. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you wanted to end at Epcot and see the fireworks Mm -hmm. and be like, oh yeah, that's going to happen later tonight. Or, oh, cool. Right. Like, oh, I want to go explore China because they just showed the, you know, Great Wall Mm -hmm. or other things just connect it to the experience that you're going to be having at that Exactly. I think it's a cool concept. I know. I think it's it's fun to change it up during the Christmas holiday, but I but just, I wish it was like a Christmas overlay yes, or something. Exactly, that would be cool. Yeah, like they're probably filming the different experience. Well, hey, maybe oh, yeah. now it'd be different well, with drones. Who knows what they're going to do? Because they could do like holidays around the world. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that would be cool. Almost like you're Santa. Oh yeah. In sleigh. So if any Imagineers are listening, we, <laughs> we have many ideas. You can send us a DM. <laughs> I will say that this is. On the list, but also like Soren, why am I forgetting the name? Around the world. Around the world. Is, may not be on this list, but close to for me. As much as I do enjoy the ride, you have to be in row one, the one that's You have to be like up. in the middle, in the middle, highest and the highest up down. for it to be like, yeah, for yeah. it to be really, to have that amazing experience. Because if you're in row three and you're at the bottom, you can just see the bottom rim of the yeah i don't know the screen like the portal area yes and it just completely throws you all you're completely throws you off because we the best part about being up on the highest level is when your feet are dangling you can your feet are dangling still on the screen 
Yeah. So it's like, whoa, I can look below me and see it. When you're on the third level, it just takes you out of the experience. Either. To each their own. <laughs> either they can never put over California again yes. at Epcot, or they can make some, I, I feel like they'll probably make some improvements to Soren anyways, mm -hmm. as technology evolves. Maybe they're going to expand the screen or something right. like that. Right, right. Um, quick break, really quick. Uh, just fix your chair. Oh. The, no, no, not oh. like that. Yeah, Oops. you got to lift it up a little bit. Okay, number five. <laughs> number five is my choice. I feel like this is on here because of me. I only co-sign it because he's my husband <laughs> and I love him. Yes. But if you want to go on this ride with me, I totally will. Just don't tell him. Okay, I'm going to be there. Uh -huh. So this for me is a ride where if I'm with a group of people and they want to go on it, I will go and do something else. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Now, before you all go, oh, in your car. In your car. <laughs> hey, they could be at the gym. They could be walking the yes. dog. They could be doing the dishes. <laughs> I think that this ride is amazing. I think the imagineering of it is stupendous. Wow. Big and words. I wish that I could enjoy it. I just can't. I get there's something about when you're moving with a screen it's like star mm -hmm. tours i can't go on star tours i get super nauseous yeah um and i just i don't go to disney to get nauseous i don't ha i don't like that feeling but i think it's a wonderful ride and you should absolutely go on it if you've never gone on it before and i hope you do enjoy it enough to continue to go on it it's a really cool experience mainly because you're not always going to have the same experience because you can be a driver or you can be or the engineer or the what i forget what the Something third like one that. is well, yeah, like you're actually controlling the ride yes. within certain parameters. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you are eventually going to go to the left, but like you can drastically turn left or not, which I think also impacts the experience, especially if you're someone who gets more nauseous yes. in those screen environments. Mm -hmm. Especially being the driver. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, so this one is on here mainly because I just can't handle it. Maybe if mm -hmm. I get like a, a, a band, a band of some kind medication in life. <laughs> I can, but for right now, I just choose not to go on it. And I just appreciate the look of Millennial Falcon, Millennium, the Millennium Falcon from the outside. Number four. Number four. I actually do really enjoy this one when it doesn't break down. However, I feel like every single time mm -hmm. we're either waiting in line, there's a long breakdown, or we break down, then the lights turn on when we're actually on the ride, and it just completely takes me out of it. Can you guess what it is, folks? <laughs> Dinosaur in Animal Kingdom. Now, I do feel like... It it's a really cool ride. Like, I really enjoy it. And again, when everything's working, I think it's a fun experience. However, I do think that, and maybe we're just influenced by the Blue Sky Dreaming that was announced this past year of what could be coming to right. Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. I feel like as much as I love learning about dinosaurs, there's other stuff that you could put there. There's a different ride experience. Indiana Jones, anyone? Well, that's the thing. It's like they're trying to be Indiana Jones sort of. Well, yeah, it's a very similar ride system. Yes. I also, I, I think that if if the ride wasn't so, like there is theming throughout, but I feel like the difference between Indiana Jones or the Indiana Jones adventure for Disneyland, yes. that experience, like you open up and it is so much more like immersively themed. 
and there's like fire and you can see everything and every mm-hmm. single thing has been designed whereas in dinosaur it's like very dark it's really just like things kind of popping out at you mm-hmm. and i understand it's kind of a different experience but maybe if it was more like lush and like designed in a different way i'd feel differently i don't know what about you oh i completely agree yeah i mean yeah it's just not man i think dinosaurs are cool maybe it's just the aspect of like i'm over that yeah era of my life maybe but yeah. but yeah i think they do it right with indiana jones by allowing you to like see the other jeeps in there and you're interacting you almost like hit the other like they kind of make you seem like you're gonna run into each other you know yeah um, it's more interactive it's not just you and the people you're with on the jeep mm-hmm. i will say i do love the pre-show and like the cue video with uh felicia rashad Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Mm. She's the like doctor or something yeah. um, of the Institute. Yeah. Yeah. For Remember that for when we do an episode about cues. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, on to number three. I feel like this is the one that's going to make <laughs> or break us. <laughs> and I have to be like this one as well. Like I actually I think I, rec- I said like, should we go on it? last trip like i'm totally down to go on it i think oh i'm absolutely but... not do not ask that. i am not going on this even if friends want to go on this is a ride for me where i'm like no way dinosaur yes i would go on dinosaur again if someone really wanted to go but it's a small world oh, oh. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was so genuine it's a small world after all oh my goodness folks it is not a small world in my brain so i am and hey mad respect to the sherman brothers for coming up with a very catchy tune Mm -hmm. and i i haven't i have enjoyed the updates that they've made to the ride i don't even know what the updates are it's been so long i know what they added some actual disney characters like yeah, Moana's they had in some, there somewhere. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if Moana was in there. I think originally it was like Lilo and Stitch were in. Oh, that's yeah, what it is. and a couple other things like make it relevant to like today's audience, which I appreciate. Yeah, and you know, love me some Mary Blair. Love me the design. I love like the the history of it, like the mm-hmm. Imagineering story lover in me really digs it's a small world Mm -hmm. but it's just it's not on our priority list no it's not on my list at all honestly (laughs) i i don't even there was a time where oh the one you were just describing you were like oh should we it was when it was the park was almost closing and there was absolutely no line at it's a small world or peter pan's flight and we went on peter pan's flight and then matt you were matthew was like oh should we just go on there's no line and i'm like no I don't even care if I'm going to go right up to the the boat. I'm not going on this ride. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like maybe it's just a weird imitation of people in doll form, like all just singing. And I, I, I love singing. Yeah. I don't even like, – I'm a theater person. <laughs> I don't even know. But I, I just – I feel like it's still stuck in the, the 70s when or, – or even before that when Disneyland was built. It's just like that – well, they first made it for the World's Fair, I believe. Oh, right? okay. Well, either way, when it was made, it's just it's very much like this is what cultural diversity looks like in the nineteen sixties and seventies, and there quite hasn't like progressed from that yet. I think there's other ways to inspire cult- cultural diversity than mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this ride. Hence, 
Epcot. Let's go to the World Showcase. Like that's what I want to do to mm-hmm. experience. What is that. cool about it's a small world. I'm pretty sure they do. They're they're able to cover a lot more like countries and cultures than Epcot. Oh, absolutely. Because of that, I agree. Um, I do think that like I hear you. The maybe like the look and feel of it. Maybe it is more of like a kid slash family ride. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe if we had that perspective, it would be different. Like yeah. I do remember being as like a young kid. I loved it. It was like there was so much to look at. There mm-hmm. was color. But yeah, it's just. We're not really into like the slow, slow no, like, um, rides. What do you mean? In 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 that regard, like it, I think the the slow ride has to be like, I don't know. We loved oh. living with the land or a slow ride like the Nemo and Friends ride, but like there's got to be other stuff happening as well. Yeah, I guess maybe that's what it is. I mean, I don't. Even, I love the rides in Fantasyland. Like I love Peter Pan's Flight. I love it's at Disneyland. It's not in Magic Kingdom. The 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 Snow White ride or the Dwarves ride in. Hmm, Disneyland. Snow White Scary Adventure. Is that what it was called? I forget if they still have it in Disneyland. Oh. What, yeah. do they put Mine Train in Disneyland now? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. I don't remember. Um, We're getting off topic. Anyways, but like Frog and Toad, like I love those. Well, it's a little bit more chaotic than It's a Small World. I know, but I'm just saying I, those are the rides that I love. I love those cute yes, old Disneyland it, rides. It's just it, something about Small World. I just, I'm over it. Yeah. Totally get it. But not as over it as you are with this one. Number two. Yes, this is a, I can't even believe. I I forced you to go on it. I knew from the start, I was like, I don't want to do this and I'm not going to do it. And you're like, no, you just have to experience it. And I will say, I'm glad I did. There are aspects of it that are really cool. I just wish they continued with those aspects. Yes. They went off the rails and... Never again. Yes. So what we're talking about is the American adventure at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it may be because we're not like rah, rah, America's, you know, like the best type people. Nope. Um, I think while we love our country, we're also very critical of it mm-hmm. or, you know, we hold it to a high regard. And so we want to, you know, it to continue to shape and uh, be a representation of all people. Correct. And I do think that the American Adventure does a like okay job at like here and there representing some like diverse stories. Mm. But no, like they clear they put in an effort, but not to not the enough. point that you need to like now. Where like there's so many more stories that could be told outside of a like five minute montage scene showing like all like all the diversity where it's like all right, you kind of just focused on a lot of the like whitewashing and the like we're going to look at the founding of our nation through like a really positive lens mm-hmm. and just the experience of these like white people as opposed to. Well, I feel like that's what it always was. And then they like added in snippets, um, which was it, it just it felt like it was added. It didn't feel like yeah. it was part of the flow. Um, right. So instead know, like, of like adding as we get, you know, not like further into life, but as as we evolve as a nation, not to like go back and like add in little blips, but rather just maybe re like change the whole thing. Yeah. Or I'm not saying like you can't tell us the history of our nation, but it's just tough for me when the, we spent, there's like a quick monologue of to represent Native Americans. Yes. Or represent people of color. Then there's, I don't even know, like 12, 7, 12 minutes snippet about these two brothers from the Civil War <laughs> that, like, I don't even know who they are. Right. <laughs> like, I don't right. even know who, who fought opposite sides. Great for them. Awesome. But again, people, that is something that 
people want to know about. That's the history of our nation. I get that. Right. It's more of the fact that they go from having these really cool set design and animatronics yes. that are really cool to look at and are super realistic to then fading into this weird like montage thing you were talking about at the end, like yeah. on the big screen with this random song that's not catchy at all. Well, what's weird though, they cut the song from other elements in the show. So that's also why it's not catchy anymore is because you hadn't had the themes of it from earlier, uh, which is a misstep on their part. Wow. Yeah, it just feels like something that's still in the works and they're kind of just showing it to keep showing it, but maybe yeah. more progression will happen, but... I mean, the whole, I really wanted you to see it for the technological aspect. Yeah. And like, we love Broadway, we love theater, we love that, we love that type of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I think it was really cool in that regard. But yeah, I think the, not to say like the story needs work, because it's like a story of like reality, but I think we can shift our lens a little bit. Yeah, shift the lens and, and different touch points throughout yeah. history. I'm not saying it has to be all about the genocide of Native Americans. I just, it's more of like, no, but I think there's a different way. Like, why not, sure, touch upon a couple things in the beginning, like the founding of our nation, but why not have there be snippets of women who were part of NASA or, yep. you know, diverse leaders and their their contributions, like, within the past, like, 40 years and have it feel slightly more current of, like, mm -hmm. a celebration of who we are today while also looking back. Yeah, agreed. That, that was per well put, perfectly oh, stated. That's thank you. Exactly what I was thinking. And I think I would have enjoyed it much more if those things were implemented. Yeah. Which they might be trying to do that soon. Right. And this could just be the middle stage of it and they're showing it to show it because people want to go see it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, also, oh. oh, no, I was going to say, like with all of these, I feel like half of the things we talked about are probably all on their radar. Like, yeah. yep, within the next yeah. like 10 years. I mean, that's the wild thing about Disney is that like they're a company that's not going anywhere. So they're literally probably planning like, yeah, we could probably, you know, rework x in eight years or this in 15 years which is pretty wild to that think is about. crazy um quick snippet about something i did like is the theater that it's in I oh think yeah it's really cool like i would love to just go in there and sit or like see a show or something mm -hmm. that wasn't that show i just thought it was really cool because that gives you the aspect of like old american theater yeah just like the big like the entrance or the walkway it's like super slanted and it's just completely so wide mm -hmm. and it's a cool visually been there done that i'm good i usually just skip right past the american pavilion at the world showcase so i don't need no turkey leg and the one that we are both 100 out on i don't think i'll ever ride it ever again never again i feel like you all can guess what it is based on like how we've talked about certain things or at least how i've talked about but what's our number one? No more. Are we singing it together? Oh, Mission, Mission Space. space. <laughs> Sayonara. See you later. Go back into space, please. Yeah, it's I don't even remember the like, I don't remember a point in my life where I realized like, oh, I think now I'm kind of claustrophobic. But it's just like it's kind of you're so close in it. And then like the G force is like. It's just like a lot, like, I don't know. And I think there's also other elements. It's like, okay, so we're also trying to work. Like when the light goes off, I have to hit a button. It's like, I either mm. like pick one is it just feels like a lot's happening. Well, that's it. I think what they, they try to do what Millennium Falcon did where it's like, they actually have your yeah. roles affect the ride or right. this, your roles don't affect the ride at all. Right. <clears throat> um, which I will say, once the ride like takes off, I actually it's not that bad. It really is the whole like launch sequence that 
I think if I wasn't so close, like if things weren't mm-hmm. so close to my face, I wouldn't feel so weird about it. Or like when I turn to the left, if I could fully see the person to the left of me and the right, I would feel better mm-hmm. about it. It just feels like a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it's just the, yeah, there's nothing to look at. The whole experience is just the feeling of the G-force. Yeah. And that's not something I ever really need to experience. So yeah. it just doesn't work for me. So we're out. Never we're again. Out. It looks cool on the outside, but... Yeah. If you haven't gone on it, totally ride it. There are two different options. You can do like the less intense one and then the intense one, mm-hmm. which, hey, maybe I need to ride the less intense one. Who knows? I think I did. I think we did. No, I think we did the oh. more intense one. I mean, I didn't Either vomit way. or anything, but right. I just... Well, yeah, that's the thing. We've never gotten sick on right. rides. It was just yeah. not an enjoyable ride. It was more of like, I'm so happy. I can't wait for this to be over. Yes. And I don't think that's what I want my experience right. with Disney to be. have one honorable mention yeah in the sense that i love this ride so much however if there's a if the line is longer than like 15 20 minutes i'm not waiting in it um actually i'm not even it needs to be less than 10 minutes and that is peter pan's flight Mm -hmm. i love it a bit i love to go on it but it's not something anymore where i need to like wait 40 to Mm -hmm. 60 minutes to go on it it's on here as an honorable mention in the sense where it's like it's not a one and done i love the ride but i can go to the park and not go on that ride and be okay Mm -hmm. it's another one that i forget if it was in shanghai or tokyo disneyland where they have like an updated version of it Mm -hmm. that looks like oh okay cool i could get on board with this Hmm. it's like Seems like a bit smoother, animatronics are a little bit more updated. Yeah, I think it needs some love. It definitely does, but I think out of all of the Fantasyland rides, it's the one that's a little more... It's not worth a two-hour wait. No, no. And it's so, it's so crazy how it still has that long wait every time. Yeah. I do have a question for you, babe. Mm. Out of this list, one through eight, if you were someone was like, you have to go on this ride or choose one to go on or else your husband is leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you go on? Dinosaur. If we could guarantee that everything goes off the way that it should. There's no guarantee, babe. Oh. (laughs) Dinosaur. Because I guess if it breaks down again, then it's fun story. That's true. Yeah. And I do really like the ride. It's like I want the ride to succeed. (laughs) But sometimes it Mm. just doesn't. Yeah. I think mine would be Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one, I'm just like, okay, yeah. It's actually just, it's like, it's like the people mover in the sense where, yeah, I'll go on it and relax my legs and just like maybe have a snooze. Well, I feel like that's what we did last time. We like had time we did. to we kill and we were like, oh, kill. it's it works out. Let's go for it. But I love this list. I, f- <laughs> I love this list of rides that we're not going to go <laughs> on again. That was kind of fake. What I meant to say was I'm really happy that we wrote down this list because I think if anything – Doing this type of like exercise before a trip can be helpful to just like set your priorities in like straight. You oh, know what exactly. I mean? To be like, okay, like we kind of have this like shared agreement that on our next trip, like we don't need to go on these I handful of rides. Mm-hmm. So we can put our time towards things that we're going to enjoy, which is something that, hey, if you're paying all this money and investing the time and energy into a Disney trip, do the stuff that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So if your list is completely different than us, cool we celebrate that go for it and if it's similar to us like let us know like we want to connect with our people who share the same <laughs> one and done list yeah you're just taking words right out of the outro right now oh my god really i'm not even looking at it <laughs> well without any further ado let's wrap this puppy up oh my goodness <laughs> all right that's it that is our list 
take it or leave it to each their own and any other idioms that make sense here. (laughs) Or better yet, let us know whether or not you agree with our list. Connect with us on Instagram at YouMeanDPodcast and share if you have your own one and dones from any Disney park. We really would love to hear your thoughts. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the You, Me, and D podcast. Give us a shout out by leaving a review and share the magic with your fellow Disney friends. And of course, hit that notification bell so you're always in the loop for our future episodes. We love connecting with our listeners, so be sure to send us a DM and let us know what Disney content you'd like us to uncover on upcoming episodes. From us two to all of you, stay curious, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on the The You, Me, and D podcast. You see what I mean? Yeah, okay. It sounded similar. We love connecting with our listeners. (laughs) Did I say that? Yes, this is the exact word you said. I don't think so. Bye, babe. Bye.